0: Welcome to the Inner Athlete Podcast, where we discuss all things youth athlete development and youth mentoring. Welcome back to the Inner Athlete Podcast. Um, we've got a special guest here today, um, one of our longer-serving members. Um, we've got Noel Lynn here, um, soccer phenom in the making. Um, Noah's been with us, It'll be end of July will be two years yeah. since he's been here, so uh, I've had to deal with some of his shit, which has been... <laughs> Been interesting, no, he's been a great member here. Um, I know a lot of the members um have gone to know him and the coaches as well. He's seen the whole place grow, and we've seen him grow as a player as well. Um, and yeah, just want to tell us a little bit more about yourself and you know what sport you play and what yeah, go from
1: there. Um, so I'm a 16 year old, year 11 student, um, and always grown up playing soccer since I was young. Um, and then I came here probably about two years ago. Um, just with the dealing of injuries, you know, recurring over and over again. Um, and it was getting to the point where it was obviously limiting my game and affecting it as well. So I just wanted to do something about it. And then my mum heard about this, I think it was over Facebook or something, and, uh, came in for an interview and then, um, really enjoyed it. So we started here and then it's two years now and we're, where we are today playing up under 18 MPL, so.
0: Yeah, no, you've done done phenomenally well. I think you've had, um, what was it the first injuries that you had when, um, when you came in? So I think the first injury would have been, I
1: think I had a knee injury. Um, I think I hyperextended my knee uh, probably about one year before I came in here and it was just ongoing issue and really heal. And then um, I just had over and over knocks, whether that be, I do know, knee, you know, leg problems, something like that. And then I also had an um, uh, ankle injury. It, was, um, it wasn't was really an injury. It was more something I was born with. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was something where the bone at the back of my heel, whenever I extended it, would clash with the heel bone, something like that. And um, obviously it would be painful and stuff. So I ended up getting surgery with that last year, at the start of the year, I think. Um, and that obviously was a problem before that. But yeah, it was just the on, and it was just like the muscle injuries, I guess, as well, coming with it. Like during my junior years, it wasn't really like digged into about sort of you know the strength and condition part of it. It was more just playing. Mm. Um, so obviously, when that catches up and you start, you know, growing, you know, you get all these things coming with it. Um, if you're not stretching, if you're not conditioning, if you're not you know strengthening up your muscles, um, you know, everything comes along with it with injuries. So that sort of is why I started here. And then since then, it's, uh, it's been ups and downs, but um, the last couple of months, I'd say it's been pretty up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's pretty happy lately.
0: Because uh, yeah, when you first started yeah, you had a whole host of things going on. Um, and then I think when we first assessed you, we had a few compensation strategies as well. And the other thing is also I think we started I was around the lockdowns as well, things like Yeah, so yeah. I think my
1: first session I came in here for one session <laughs> and went into a
0: lockdown it's like,
1: Oh well, are you kidding?
0: Uh, it was a bit of a shit show, but you had a home gym at the time. Yeah. Um, but then we started working on your diet at the same time as well. Yeah, we did, yeah. So we um basically just got you eating like a horse essentially you know, on the chocolate milk <laughs> yeah, diet essentially. Yeah. Eating a bit more. Yeah, even on like um, even though on the protein powders as well. Just yeah. to, just to bring up your size because you definitely were a lot lighter. And you, I think you message, um, not message, you 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 told me when we first spoke that you were kind of getting bodied off the ball because you're playing some bigger dudes yeah. at the time. Uh, I wasn't the biggest
1: at the time, um. So like, um, just like yeah, my strength wasn't probably the greatest, um, as I was obviously a bit smaller. Um, but yeah, we sort of upped my, um, calorie intake a bit, um, while obviously doing home gym would have been better if it was in here, but you know, we made do, um, and then when obviously it ended, we came back into here, you know, it was, it was a lot better.
0: Yeah. And then I think as you started to get more game time, you you obviously were able to stay on the, on the field a lot longer, but then you also started to get, um, reached out by a few clubs as well. And they started to kind of like... So yeah, I can you know you know this club's got interested in me or whatever happened at your previous clubs, um, that you're able to kind of like move around and kind of move into better positions uh, moving forward. Yeah, so um, I had a year where I wasn't obviously enjoying my football
1: that much. I was sort of playing out of position a little bit, um, and uh, yeah, I just wasn't enjoying it as much as I you know could have and wanted to. Um, and then obviously the chance came to move somewhere else where I was. In a position where I wanted to play, um, game time was good, so I ended up there. But obviously, I had a few injuries along the way with that. I had my ankle surgery um, at the start of last year, and then I had a few. I had a back injury probably mid year last year that was probably ongoing for about a month or two. So just it was a bit of a um, it was a bit of a struggle year with injury wise for the first half, I'd say. Um, Obviously, with that ankle surgery and in the back, and then after that, you know, after being out for a fair bit, you know, you get a couple of knocks, little niggles, and stuff like that. So that was quite frustrating. And then during pre-season last year, I really like, you know, really dug into it because I I didn't want I wanted to I didn't want the same year. Yeah. Um, so I really dug into my pre preseason, um, and then came back this year um, with Dandy City now, and um, yeah, so far I've been. You know, I haven't touched wood, I haven't had any major injuries, you know, that's kept me out like last year or the years before. Um, and yeah, sort of just right now, maintaining the body, keeping it in good shape. But yeah, apart from that, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, how do you, I guess, because you're near 11 now, your study yeah. load's increase. How do you manage your, your study load, you know, keeping your grades up and to you know, coming in here, then going to practice, how do you kind of, and recovery as well, how do yeah. you kind of like balance that all out? Yeah, last, so last semester, uh, last term,
1: sorry, was exam, so that was quite a uh, busy, I'd say, term. Um, obviously, with studying-wise, and then soccer training, and games, and coming in here, recovery, um, it was quite, you know, it was, it was times where it was quite annoying, because, you know, you had to study, and then you had to get recovery, so it was a few late nights, a few early mornings, um, but yeah, it's just, um, obviously, you know, obviously I want to get good scores in school. That's, you know, the main goal. Um, so studying was, you know, number one, I had to make sure I get that down pat. And then, you know, whenever, as soon as I got that done, it would be, you know, straight into recovery if I was sore from the night before training or straight in here for a session or you know, straight to training, soccer training. So, um, yeah, it's, it was, um, yeah, it was more just sort of trying to get everything in, you know, and then still be, you know, have time to do other stuff after it. Um, so,
0: yeah. Yeah, did you have to like a bit of manage your time or did you have to be a, yeah, a bit I'd, more like, um, what's the word, uh, more prepared for the day or for the week?
1: Yeah, I'd say it was more prepared and, you know, it was go, 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 like, you know, um, the day before you would prepare everything, you know, so breakfast, <laughs> I have a routine where I just make everything before the morning um, that's coming up, breakfast, so I don't have to spend time doing that. I can, you know, spend that extra 20 minutes doing something else, and, you know, maybe 15-minute hot bath or something like that in the morning. And then after school, it's, you know, go, go, go. There's not I didn't really have, last term, much, you know, time to, you know, I do sit and chill watching YouTube or something like that. It was more just like as soon as I finished studying, it was straight and stretching and, you know, rolling out and then it would be straight to train or it would be, you know, straight after studying I'd come in here and I'd get home, I'd eat, I'd have a bath and then I'd go to bed. So it was pretty, pretty, you know, busy schedule but um, now we made it work and yeah, now I've got a term where no exams but obviously still got to study so yeah, make the most of it, especially these holidays.
0: Yeah, and now you've kind of, I guess seeing it increase in your training load yep. because obviously there's not there's no school except for a little bit of homework you may have to do. Yeah. Then as you go back to school, then you will probably see a decrease in just a little bit of your training volume.
1: Yeah, yeah, there will. So, um, obviously
0: with the two weeks off school, it's uh
1: really good to you know make the most of being in the gym and then training and recovery. So every morning I've been in here doing a bit of recovery, whether it be active. Um, on the bike or a bit of a flow session or something like that, and then I would come home, do a bit of recovery, and then do some schoolwork if I need to. And I've got training in the evening today. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> holidays is really good for an athlete to you know
0: be able to manage everything from recovery and training. So yeah, because it sounds like that a lot of the actions that you're doing is leading to something bigger. So what what is that goal for you that that you want to you know get into? Yeah, so obviously like any kid that plays soccer,
1: obviously I want to, you know, play it for life. So play it professionally, but, um, yeah, obviously the right, right now the deal is just to obviously play my best for the end of this year. Still got, um, half the season to go. So that's my main priority is to finish this year on a high. And then, um, next year, hopefully 21s, um, that's the goal to play on the 21s. And then obviously that will be my last year at school. And after that, you know, either senior MPL football, hopefully, or even you know, college soccer overseas in America. Um, I've started to look at that recently, uh, but yeah, there is still plenty, plenty of time. But yeah, my main goal this year is just to finish it strong, finish it on a high, and uh, yeah.
0: No, it's good. I think um, now with my time over in the US, things have changed now since Messi got. Um um, has part ownership in, into Miami. There's yeah. been a massive boom in the in the soccer world over in the US, yeah, in the has grown a little bit, yeah. and they got the Soccer World Cup as well. I think it's between Canada, Mexico, and the United yeah. States, which yeah. is interesting in itself. And we we'll, won't talk about Definitely. that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, I saw I saw a post this
1: morning on my Instagram when I was just scrolling through. It was like some game between uh, two American MLS teams. It was like eighty thousand attendance or something like that. Wow. A game over there. I'm just thinking. This is like regular out. season <laughs> as well. Yeah, this is regular season. I'm just thinking, like the A League. I'm like, so when do you ever get 80, 000 to rock up just to a normal fixture game?
0: Not like, even at the final. You might get like forty yeah, thousand.
1: Like, far out. It's definitely growing over there.
0: Yeah, I think that's it's probably a good lesson that there is more pathways than just going down the U- the Euro League or to EPL um, into those like academies and camps and whatnot. Especially yep. from yeah, from, from people I've been speaking to. I say there's a lot more opportunities overseas and that's probably where a lot of Aussies will go. Um, in terms of the grassroots programs, it's, it's definitely improving and obviously you're a testament to that, that you've seen some growth in it. But there's obviously, you know, what are some things that you would like to see in the, um, the you've gone through, I guess, the grassroots program for, I don't know, X amount of years now. You know, yeah. what are some of the things that you wish you would have had um, then that you know about now? I'd say
1: the, the sort of like body aspects, like the conditioning, the strength, the recovery. Um, I feel like that, like when I was sort of growing up um, in juniors, whether that be like under 12s, 13s, 14s, I feel like that was missed out upon a lot. It wasn't really like, you know, wasn't really dug into um, mm. or like, you know, or oh, boys have a stretch, roll out, you know, before training, like in like in juniors it was more just like you get to training like 10 minutes before it started and then you get into training and after it you just you know you go home you know do whatever it wasn't really like you know beforehand you'd have a good stretch you'd have a good roll out you'd have i mean obviously we do a warm-up of some sorts but like you know beforehand the stretching rolling out no one really talked about it no one really said anything about it and even afterwards the recovery you know after a game have a you know 15 minute ice bath or something like that you know no one no one talked about it there's no
0: education around yeah it. there wasn't
1: really any education about it um so i feel like that led to why i got a few injuries you know in the 14s under 15s stuff like that um so i feel like if that was sort of you know dug into a bit more and sort of you know taught you know people learned about it in juniors it would be definitely a lot beneficial
0: yeah, and especially during those ages of 13, 14, 15, you, you tend to see like your friends start to shoot up in size and yeah. height. And, yeah, especially you know,
1: especially in juniors is like under 14s, under 15s, so that's where you start, you know, or even 13s, so that's where you start for boys, you know, going through puberty, you start growing, stuff like that. And that's, I think I started shooting up probably about, uh, it was like after, it was after a lockdown. I think it was after the first lockdown, or not the first one, but the one after I came here for my first session. I shoot it up a little bit during that lockdown. I came back, um, and sort of everyone like sort of realized that it shot up a bit and changed a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, that's also, yeah, like after puberty and, you know, going through it, that can also be a cause to why you get some injuries if you're not, you know, doing the strength conditioning, the rolling out, the stretching, um, especially when your body's growing and stuff. So
0: Yeah. And, um, in terms of with the team that you're with now, at Dandy City, how, how do you think they're kind of you know developing you as a player? Well, what are the things that they're doing really well um, as a club in terms of fostering your development?
1: Yeah, so um, with my time at Dandy City so far, I've really enjoyed it. Um, the coaching, I've got a coach now that I really enjoy. You know, um, being with um, he's a really good coach. Um, I'm playing you know a position that I really like. You know. Feel like I'm playing quite well in um, the club you know is you know it's like I don't know how to put it into words but it's it's just about soccer like it's just about football um, you know it's not about you know anything else so you know, if you're playing good you're playing good you get game time you get game time mm. you know um, the trainings like the trainings are really um, beneficial um, towards games and stuff where I've had like you know training teams in the past where You know, some things we did were, you know, they weren't really beneficial to the game. Um, But so far at Derny City, it's been really beneficial. Every training, you know, has a purpose. Yeah, Um, is it
0: like they kind of review the game, make some notes and put in some structures for next time? Yeah,
1: definitely. So Um, reviewing the games, I think a big thing, like um, obviously the coaches and the players, we look at the videos and the games um, and we we see the mistakes that we've made. We see the good things that we've done. And then obviously, you know, and then we look at the team that we're versing, you know, upcoming. We look at how they play, um, you know, what we can do to, you know, obviously win. That's what we want. We want to win. So um, we look at, you know, how we can benefit against them. And then we look at how we can benefit from the past. Would that be from the weekend or something like that where we've made a mistake that we can learn from? um and then implement into drills and training, stuff like that, so. And how's
0: that been for your learning of the game compared to being at different clubs?
1: Yeah, so obviously um, at different clubs, like juniors, uh, I played midfield for a a good three quarters of my time um, in juniors where I was at Bentley Greens. uh, And then I had a year where I played uh, more defensive. Um, that was a year where I really didn't enjoy um, my football that much um, and then sort of I had a Spanish coach for that year um, and I'd say it was beneficial like the learning wise was really good um, obviously having someone from overseas like a country like Spain with their football um, you know he you know we learnt a lot from him um, tech like technical wise um, and then Obviously, I left Bentley Greens, um, and uh, dandy, and then um, sort of this year, um, I've been playing sort of that eight role um, in midfield, um, which I've really enjoyed. Um, and yeah, like right now, um, the coach, we you know we have a few things where it's just you know drilled into us where he wants us to play um, a few th- like a few you know, different types of ways. Um, but yeah, it's been really beneficial. With, you know, the coach I have now, um, really enjoy it. Like, I have a lot of freedom in that midfield role. Um, and, yeah, it's just like, yeah, really enjoying it.
0: Cool. And how's your training been here? Because now you're in the thick of mid-season at the moment. You know, what's your training like at the moment? What's your tra- current training schedule? You know, what are you doing in here? Yeah. Under like, like the guise of uh, Coach Matt?
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, obviously I have Matt um, as my coach right now making my plans um, so obviously I have training uh, for soccer. I have it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, um, and then dependent on uh, the weekend, I either have a game on Saturday, Sunday, or both. Um, and then so obviously, being with that much soccer, it's more maintaining my body um, right now in season, because um, obviously with that, with this amount
0: of soccer I have, I can't you know I can't afford to be sore. Um, so let's yeah. pull that into perspective because some people may not be like, oh yeah, four sessions of you know soccer a week. So that your training sessions are what ninety minutes long? Two, uh, yeah, like, about, probably
1: like ninety to, to uh, two? two hours. Yeah, okay. We'll
0: hours. we'll call we'll call it on the lighter side because um, so you got, you got ninety um so that's four hours or four and a half hours of training a week minimum yeah. to six hours depending on the week. Yeah. Then you also have game time as well. So the game time could be you're playing what, three quarters to a full match at this yeah, rate?
1: Yeah, yeah, about that yeah. And then
0: some weeks you're doing double header.
1: Yeah, we've had hey, we had a double header last week, thankfully. There's not too many of them. Um but yeah, we had a double header last week so that was one eighty minutes.
0: Yeah, so then you add that on top. So what a hundred six twelve eighty. So that's three hours Right, so you've got four and a half hours of yeah. training, then you've got three hours of actual game time, but then you also have your warm-ups as well associated with that. So you could add in another hour, half hour per game yeah. as well. So that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot of, um, I guess, training and playing volume as well. And especially with the game, you have spikes in intensity. Um, at training sessions, sometimes that might be a bit more intense as yeah. well because it might be you want to install a certain structural plate or scheme system yeah. as well. And then you also got the gym stuff. So how many times a week are you coming in doing gym work? Uh, So during
1: school, it's probably about three, Um, just because obviously I have school throughout the day. Um, So I try to come on my off days here, that being like Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Um, But with obviously holidays now, I'm in here every day. So that's what I'm doing right now, yeah.
0: Yeah, then with, with your gym work, so you do like what, two
1: main heavy days? Yeah, so I have... Right now, it's about two main heavy days, um, just because obviously I've got to you know time it and space it out where I'm not sore the next day or I'm not sore for soccer whenever I have it.
0: It's not interfering with your ability yeah, to train well.
1: Exactly. So um, yeah, right now it's about two main heavy days, and then throughout the week, I'll have um, obviously a few you know active recovery sessions, a few flow sessions, a few primers, um, just to get me good for obviously trainings.
0: Um but yeah it's, it's it's what it is right now. Yeah, hey, we're good. Um so on top of that <clears throat> you yes, yeah, so you mentioned that you do two heavy days, then you do like some flow sessions. So those flow sessions, what what are they really, you know, designed for? Um, so the flow sessions
1: that I'm doing are more designed to get the body sort of, you know, lightly moving, the blood circulating, you know, obviously get some like healing to the muscles. Um, and that's, I normally do them, you know, after, you know, on a Monday, after I have a game or, you know, throughout the week, if I have a hard session, a training, I'll come in the next day, um, just to get feeling good. Like today, I'm here after this for a flow session. Um, but yeah, they're more designed just to get the body sort of moving, the muscles moving, the blood pumping, um, without sort of, you know, a lot of stress on the muscles. And then obviously I do my primers, um, the day before. A game or something like that where it will sort of be short um sharp sort of intense stuff on the muscles just to sort of get them ready for the game but not you know fatigue them i guess
0: yeah because at the end of the day so with with your your flow and like active recovery sessions yeah, yeah. designed to get you more mobile promote some blood flow to the area yeah. promote the healing um essentially and guess reduce muscle soreness yeah. so then you can go back and train the next day yeah then your primers are basically designed to just get the nervous system firing, feeling fast and twitchy. Yeah. Um, and how do you find the primers? Because I think, from my perspective, I was introduced to you know twenty seventeen to this idea of training beforehand, and yeah. now it's, it's I think it's more mainstream than ever before now, which is really cool. Yeah. How do you How do you find them? Like doing them the morning of, or if not the day before of.
1: Yeah, I find them. Um, obviously, I haven't really done much of it. Um, before, but I find it quite beneficial, um, you know, to do it the day before a game, um, like obviously within the 24 hours before a game, but yeah, mostly the day before a game, I find it, you know, very beneficial, I feel like the next day, you know, the muscles are quite, you know, ready to go, like, you know, they're, you know, wanting to you know, ready to go, they're like, not tired, I guess. Um, or you know, not ready. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, because I think in the past it sounds like you would have had like the, you get the advice you know rest of the day before, let the body relax and chill yeah, out.
1: That was, that was exactly what
0: it was. And saying. how did you feel the the day after that? Um, I guess that off day. As
1: in, like before I did a primer. So
0: say for example, so before we introduced the whole idea to primers, yeah. right? How did the normal advice would be? You train Friday, you play Sunday, right? Yeah. Saturday's your rest day. Yeah. How did you feel having a rest day before we introduced you to the idea of the priming sessions or the um, potentiation sessions?
1: If I can, like, obviously, it's been a while since I haven't done a primer before, but um, if I can remember, I think it was like, I think I'd feel quite, not tired, but like some days I'd feel not, you know, the muscles weren't 100% ready if that makes sense. Do
0: you feel like a bit bit sluggish?
1: Yeah, I'd say I'd feel like a bit, you know, a little bit sluggish before you started doing your warm up and the intensity, you know, got up. Um, But yeah, I feel like now after doing it, I can see a big difference. Yeah. Um, And obviously feel a big difference. Um, But yeah, I feel like like before I started doing them, that off day probably like wasn't beneficial as much as doing a primer on your off day now. Yeah, Um, yeah.
0: because it's it's nowhere nowhere near as taxing as doing a um like a normal session. Yeah, it kind of gets you feeling light and loose and almost like building confidence into the next day as well. That my body's feeling pretty good. Yeah, you feel like you're gonna eat better. You feel like you're gonna sleep better. And you, I think it's like less stress. If you feel if you move slow, more likely you're gonna feel slow. Yeah, if you move quick and fast, you're gonna feel quick and fast. Yeah. Then the other the other um. Oh actually the science behind it is like the nervous system can has like this um this effect, right? So if you do a potentiation session and then it's quite high and intense and it's executed really well, that effect can last up to like 48 hours. So that the nervous system like firing on all cylinders. So that's why we introduce it to, you know, whether it's like the footy players, soccer players, even like our swimmers that have meats on or something like that. I think it's probably one of the, the easiest ways to get someone a bit more um, jazzed up, or not jazzed up essentially, but like the body just firing on all cylinders yeah. the day before. And then, yeah, we've seen just positive effects with across all sports really. Yeah. And then even like track and field, you know, the, their sport is very specific, but they actually do some sort of sprint work the day before of because they want to feel light and loose throughout the meet. Then after the meet, they'll just kind of just chill out and relax.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I've definitely seen, like, a big, you know, change and benefit in doing the primers the day before um, and obviously feeling it. So, yeah, I'm quite I'm quite happy I learned about it.
0: Yeah, that's good because it, then you can carry that wherever you go now as well. Yeah, so yeah, I think exactly. that's the beauty part. Um, and you, you spoke about, you know, you want to either, you want to go overseas or play top level here in Australia as well. Yeah. What do you think you need to do moving forward in order to get into that next step?
1: Um, so moving forward, I think obviously you're at the stage where um, you start versing bigger people, bigger boys. Um, So I think more just about sort of not getting big, but getting stronger, if that makes sense, Um, to be able to, you know, deal with the physicality and the stuff that comes with when you start versing older guys, like, you know, 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds, seniors. Um, So I think obviously that. And then more just the you know, the consistency, um, obviously, you know, not, you know, trying to, you know, playing every game, keeping the body, you know, in good condition, and then obviously, you know, playing well in general. So that's what's going to get you to the top level is you you know, you're playing well, you're a good player. So I think the consist- just staying consistent um, and obviously, you know, still learning um, and yeah, just, just playing well. So
0: good I think it's a simple recipe for success really yeah exactly it's good um anything else that you want to um briefly touch on before we wrap up Uh, no I think that's that's about it no that's good uh this is gonna be a cool watch this space and hopefully no one makes it to the next level in the next you know year and a half that um he has um, with his high school um yeah and hopefully you know see you in the U.S. or see you in Europe or something like that on the TV mate the big screen Um, if you like this podcast please like and subscribe Um, it really does help us out we really want to spread the message of youth athlete development youth mentoring um, something that's really important to us and um, yeah it's been a privilege to be able to i guess coach and mentor Noah over the last um, almost two years since we when we record this Um, it's great to see his growth and development his i guess yeah maturity as well yeah it's been a big thing for him Um, but until then i'll see you on the next one You have just listened to the Inner Athlete Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to stay up to date with the release of weekly episodes. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram to get great tips on all things youth athlete development and youth mentoring.